Were you unable to catch the show this morning? Don't worry, we've got you covered. This is the Mark and Jess replay. Enjoy. I said this yesterday when we used to live in our condo. I didn't really care about keeping track of how many kids we got when it came to trick-or-treating because we didn't get any. But also when I saw other people post, like, this is how many kids we got, I was like, who cares? Now that I own a house, I love it. Last year was the first Halloween we had in our house, so I kept track. We had 185 trick-or-treaters, a lot. And then this year, not as many. 147. Still quite a bit. I know some areas, like I was talking with a co-worker, he lives kind of up in the north end by uh, Northgate Mall. He only had about 30-some. Um, but then I saw someone out in Harbor Landing. I have them on Facebook. They had 300 and some. Oh, my goodness. But it was a good night for trick-or-treating. And surprisingly, I saw a lot of kids with... Pillowcases. I don't remember seeing lots of kids last year with pillowcases, but they were out with pillowcases. And in fact, one trick-or-treater, she was quite quite small. She was young. And her pillowcase was filled up so much that she couldn't even carry it. She walked up my stairs, dragging it, and then walked back down, dragging it. I'm like, good, good for you. You're doing good. But it's good seeing... Uh, bunch of people out last night 147 like i said trick-or-treaters at our place we still have candy though which isn't ideal because i'm gonna end up eating lots of it and even we took niall out trick-or-treating and he got candy he's not gonna eat it so i'm gonna have to eat that too have to yeah no i want to you're listening to the mark and jess replay Creed announced that they're hitting the road for the first time in 12 years this week, and their only Canadian date is July 30th of 2024. Thanks to Matt for texting in and correcting me all morning long during trending this hour. I've been saying August, but it's the seventh month. So January, February, March, April, May, June, July. Yeah, July is the seventh month. August is the 8th. So July 30th out in Toronto. Now, the lead singer of Creed, Scott Stapp, has a very recognizable voice. You know, like you can tell it's him singing, right? So what we like to do is Creed a song. Sing a non-Creed song as if... Lead singer of Creed, Scott Stapp. So, I'm gonna sing Katy Perry and Snoop Dogg, California Girls. Greetings, loved ones. Let's take a journey. I know a place where the grass is really greener. Warm, wet, and wild. There must be something in the water. Sipping gin and juice, laying underneath the palm trees. The boys break their necks, try to creep a little sneak peek. Gotta cut it off before we get to the course. And we gotta cut it off because that was 40 seconds of awful singing. You're listening to the Mark and Jess replay. 
A little while ago, I sang, or I thought I was singing, like lead singer of Creed, Scott Stapp, but I wasn't singing a Creed song. Here's a little bit of it. He's got a unique singing voice, and I like to think that I sound kind of like him when I do that. Although... Russ texted into 306-936-0092 and said you actually sound more Crash Test Dummies than Creed. So here's a Crash Test Dummies song. (laughs) I mean, Russ is right. I do sound more like the Crash Test Dummies than Creed. The Mark and Jess Replay. I've talked about this before. People have posted about it on social media before. The length of the school zone in front of Riffle and Knoll on Rochdale. It's like the longest school zone in the city, I think. And when you're going 30, it feels like you're barely moving and it takes so long to get through that school zone. There's another long one up in the north end as well. Casey and I were up in the north end yesterday and we were driving on... I don't even know what street that is, but the the street that Tom and O'Neill are on, and that school zone is lengthy as well. I don't think it's as long as the Noel Riffle one, but it's long. And again, you're going 30, and you're like, I'm barely moving. This is going to take all afternoon to get through this school zone. And these are high school kids. We should be able to go 40 in front of high schools and then 30 in front of elementary schools. Don't you think? Am I wrong in saying that? High school kids know better. Although high school kids are the worst when it comes to jaywalking. I mean, I I still jaywalk downtown. Sometimes the light's too long. I'm like, or I don't go to the light. I just cut across the street, go to my vehicle, you know? Sometimes you got to do it. You're listening to the Mark and Jess Replay. Orkin, the pest control company, has released its annual list of Canadian cities with rodent issues. They do this every year, and the company says the rankings are based on the number of commercial and residential rodent calls that they received from the start of August of 2022 through to the end of July of 2023. And the top three rattiest cities in the country are... Burnaby at number three, Vancouver at number two, which isn't surprising. It's a big city, and I feel like big cities like that have more rats. I mean, look at New York. People just literally walk down the street beside rats and don't even blink an eye. Like, oh yeah, there's a rat eating a piece of pizza. The rattiest city in the country is Toronto, which again, isn't a surprise. It's a big city, you know, rats. Love big cities, it seems. No city in Saskatchewan made the top 25 rattiest cities in the country. Rats don't even want to live here? Oh, man. I'm kidding. Kidding. Saskatchewan's a great place. I love it here. The Mark and Jess Replay. I'm Mark, joined by Chelsea from Sask Milk. The deadline for the Ultimate Taylor Swift giveaway contest with Canadian Western Aggribition and Sask Milk is coming up. When is the deadline? On November 6th. So, yeah. 
got less than a week now. Yeah, it's coming up quick. So um, when people enter, or first, let's say, how do people enter? So you can just head over to Canadian Western Agribition's website. Uh, they have a section where you can apply for the Taylor Swift contest. You can submit your videos, your testimonials, your pictures, anything to show that you are the biggest Taylor Swift fan will all be there for you to enter for your chance to win. Yeah, so they can get very creative with it. Now, yes. have you been able to see some of the entries that have been coming in or not yet? We haven't taken a sneak peek yet. Okay. Like We've read through some of them, but I haven't like watched the videos or anything yet. We're saving that. Like We're building up the anticipation to go through all these entries. Okay, now for the winner, what is that person going to get? Yes, so they are going to get um, two floor seat tickets to see Taylor Swift live. Which, by the way, floor seat tickets to a Taylor Swift concert right now, which is the hottest ticket in the world, is <laughs> right. insane. I know, like right by the stage. Yeah. I'm jealous. They're going to be so good. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll get their round trip airfare to Melbourne, Australia. They'll get their five night stay and they'll get $1,000 spending cash for their trip. So that $1,000, like they can spend it on whatever they want. You're just yeah. going to say, here you go, spend it on whatever. Yeah. I'm kind of hoping that they'll just spend the money on a really great outfit because you want a good Instagram post in your Swifty costume. That's the thing. I've seen actually a co-worker has been to now two Taylor Swift concerts on this Ayers tour and the people like go all out with yeah. the outfits and I love it. So hopefully whoever wins sends pictures and videos so we can see, you know, the concert and how they're dressed up. So November 6th. Yes. Contest closes. Yeah. Then November 20th, the six finalists are going to be announced and they will be contacted. And then November 23rd is when we're going to have them on the dirt and there's going to be, um, not necessarily like a contest, mm-hmm. but there will be a winner announced then. Okay. And so it's that's a mystery. Okay, I was going to say, we can't know how it's going to be done. It's just a mystery. Okay. Yeah, it's just a mystery. You'll okay. find out at the dirt. You got to come to the rodeo to figure out how mm-hmm. that they're going to win. And that's, yeah, live November 23rd. A life-changing trip for sure. Oh my gosh, I think so too. And it's great because it's actually going to be documented. So from the time that they win till the time that they come back in Regina, you know, we got, we get to tag along on their experience to see it. And I think that's what's really going to be fun is to see them enjoy the concert mm-hmm. and what it's done. So We're going to be, everyone else here is going to be living vicariously through that video and oh seeing all Oh my God, that. I know. I'm going to be so jealous. Because I'm not even like, a, I like Taylor Swift and I'm not like a diehard Swifty, but like I would love to go on this trip and be able to see her in concert. It's well, yeah, because be everyone's been hyped up mm-hmm. the concert like so much. And now that her boyfriend. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> now that her boyfriend's in the picture, I mean, I think that there's even more hype around it. So for sure. OK, one more time. Where do people go to enter? Uh, Canadian Western Agribition's website. You're listening to the Mark and Jess replay. It was a couple of weeks ago, Elon Musk offered Wikipedia billion dollars to change their name to Dickopedia. Ha ha ha. Very funny. He probably wouldn't have actually, you know, handed a billion dollars over. He was probably just messing around. But anyway, some satire website posted an article with the headline, Elon Musk offers Mark Zuckerberg $1 billion if he changes name of Facebook to Faceboob. Now, it's a satire website, but Elon Musk did retweet it and say it would be a much better name. Now, he probably actually thinks it would be funny too. Ha ha ha. He's probably also the guy that's in a work meeting and types boobs onto his calculator and then shows it to people. <laughs> look at this. Look at this. It was like, that was funny in elementary school, bro. The Replay with Mark and Jess. 
There's always going to be people like this. I saw this on Twitter yesterday because someone I follow retweeted this person just saying how ridiculous they were. So this gal says, unpopular opinion. Trick-or-treating is one of the most dangerous activities children do today. Think twice before you go go out with your kids tomorrow night for the following reasons. See comments. And then she had a bunch of different comments. But the one that I saw because someone I follow retweeted it was with the drug crisis as bad as it is, it's It's insane to allow kids to take and eat candy from complete strangers. You know how many drug dealers disguise their drugs as candy? Plus, all the candy goes in the same basket, so you have no way of knowing which candy came from where. So a couple of things. You know how they do community notes now on Twitter? Well, there's a community note for this saying, there has never been a substantiated case of a child being seriously injured or killed by a Halloween treat from a stranger. And also... In what world is a drug dealer giving out free candy? You know, drug dealers are in it to make money. They're running a business. That'd be like going to the gas station, filling up your tank, and them just being like, yeah, it's good. You're, it's, it's free. Just take off. We're going to Pizza Hut. Them handing the pizza over. You taking your wallet out, going to pay. No, no, no. You don't have to pay. It's free. Drug dealers ain't giving out drugs for free, lady. The Mark and Jess Replay. With Mark and Jess. This is a cool story. There's a guy out in New Brunswick, in Fredericton, to be exact. His name is Marcel, and he recently sold his company for a bunch of money, and he's taking some of his profits to develop the 12 Neighbors Gated Community. It's a community of 99 of those, like, tiny homes, and it's giving um, a second chance and uh, and a home to homeless people in Fredericton. Very cool. Um, he spent $4 million of his own money, and then he got money from the provincial and federal governments as well to do all this. And these tiny homes um, have a full-service kitchen, living in bedroom areas, a full bathroom. They have a small deck, solar panels. They're really quite cool. And again, there are 99 of them. And on top of actually having all these homes in this community. There's a coffee bar that will be run as a business by the residents there. So not only are they getting a home, they're getting a job on top of the coffee bar. They also have a silk printing business. Very cool. Wow, you actually made it through the entire podcast. That's incredible. Catch the show live from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. every weekday on Play 92 or listen to the replay on your favorite podcast app.